Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Please, please take your seat. I really appreciate this tenderous welcome. And uh, I want to say thank you to Jesus for the honor that me and the protection that he gave to me. Thank you so much for taking care of my family. And then I'm back to be with you. Um, I bring you greetings from Corrado and the Assemblies of God, Hope Assembly of God Church over there. I bring you greetings from Reverend and Mrs. Vesper. They, will, they say thank you and they want to greet you too for um, remembering them. It has not been easy, especially with Reverend Vesper ups and down with sickness, but still moving on day by day, God has been so faithful to him. He drives around and it tells you that uh, he's not bedridden and we give glory for, to God for his strength. They really appreciate you. They pray for you every day and they want us to also pray for them. Amen. They still remember your names. They still remember your faces. They still remember your jokes. I spent one week with them and we had a wonderful time going through the memory lane, bringing so many things that happened several years back. And I think visiting them was encouragement to them for me to fly for four hours to go and stay with them for one week. It was really something that they really appreciated. Um, we want to thank every individual for holding the force. And I see that the ministry belongs to God and he works through us. So thank you for the availability. I want to salute all the deacons for the role you've played supporting pastor. I was in touch with him and some of you and uh, I appreciate everything. It has not been easy, but God has been faithful. Hallelujah. We give glory to God. Thank you, everyone. I, this morning, want to share a message with you that bears on unity, which I believe is very important. Recently, I've been researching over it, and I have come to realize that it is very, very vital. In every organization, when two or three come together and the bond of unity is there, they have all that they need to do, whatever vision that God has given to them. And therefore, this morning, I want to share something with you on that. It happens in our families, that if families was stand together, if church will stand together, if people with one common goal will come together and the cord of unity will be there, um, that is the greatest thing they need. It doesn't matter the individual strength. If the center cannot hold, it's very difficult for us to get to wherever we 
God to be. Father, we thank you for bringing us back. We thank you for your people here that we have an opportunity to speak to them today. Spirit of God, we know that you have a message for your people. We pray that you use us, O oh God, to bring your message to them, affect their lives positively in the name of Jesus. Engulf us with your presence and let us be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to go to Psalm 133. Psalm 133. And therefore, share something with you there. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the, on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord command the blessings, life forevermore. Amen. Unity among brethren is very important. And therefore, God, in several parts of the scriptures, had strengthened it, spoken about it, encouraging us to be able to live together, work together, move together, eat together, sing together, and do everything together as a body. Praise God. So, he knows why he's been talking about unity in the family that the man and the wife and the kids should be together. And when they are together, they are going to see progress. They're going to see victory. They're going to see success. They're going to see so many things. He knows why he's been speaking about the family. He's speaking about businesses. He's speaking about unity even among nations, unity among people, unity among churches. And wherever we find ourselves and we have a common goal, there is a need for us to be one. Because once we set our heart in achieving, touching anything on earth, no power, no demon will be able to fight us. Hallelujah. And so, it is one thing that um, the devil also has been attacking throughout generations. Generations upon generations. The devil has been fighting against unity of families, unity of believers, unity of nations, unity. When people come together with a common goal, the devil cannot stand it. He will do everything possible to scatter, to break, to, dis, to, to dismantle, and he makes sure that the people, their focus, their aim, will not be achieved. So that has also been his plan and his purpose throughout um, um, history. And uh, let me give you a little historical background of this kind of thing. When you go through the Bible, you see that in the first family, the people that God created, Adam and Eve, their two children, Cain and Abel, what happened? They fought, one killed another, and therefore, um, um, curse came upon, upon, upon Cain, and we know what happened. When you, you go through the Bible, you come to Genesis chapter 13, you meet um, Abraham, who was called by God, and he, he initiated his journey with his own nephew. Somewhere along the line, they started fighting, and therefore, they had to be separated. 
Lord found his way, and we all know the consequence that came. You go through um, um, Genesis chapter 37, you meet Joseph and his brethren who were there together, and it got to a time that the brothers felt that, no, this guy, he's been talking about dreams, he's been talking about dreams, we have to find a way. Then, that brought serious consequence upon that family, and then um, you, you go through the Bible, you come to Moses and his sister and his brother Aaron, they were together, the spirit of God was with them, it got to a point, Moses, Aaron and Miriam said, no, we are not happy about the lady you want to, you are, you're going out with, therefore, um, the Bible says that there was um, a problem, and because of that, um, Miriam suffered leprosy, and uh, you go through David and his children, a nice family, then it got to a point that the children started fighting. One killed another, one raped another. And you begin to see that when people come together and when families come together and when individuals, even business partners, had a purpose and a plan that this is what we want to achieve, then the devil will find a way to just break them apart. Because he knows that when you believe and I believe, and we set our heart to achieve, nothing will stop us. So it has always been the old method just to break the front of the people and they will not be able to get to where they're supposed to be. Jesus and his, Jesus and his disciples, you realize that they were together doing everything. I got to a point, the devil entered one of them and he started seeing it from different angles. They know no, what are we going to benefit from him? Let me find a way, let me get rid of him. And we know the consequence of Judas, and uh, he tried to break it. And you come through, Paul and Barnabas started a wonderful missionary journey, successfully moving, touching lives, ministering, signs and wonders following. It got to a point that Barnabas and Paul wanted to go with John Mark along the road. They got to a point, and John Mark had to go back home. One time, John said, I want to come this time. I want to be very serious with you. Paul said, no, not with me. And because of that, they have to break apart. And Barnabas took John Mark. Paul took Silas. And you begin to see that when people set their heart to do anything to achieve something for God, it got to a point that the devil find a way to tackle that, that, that kind of call, that kind of strength, that oneness that we can see. So, Unity has always been under attack in several areas. Churches has, has, has broken up. We families have been, have, have been disintegrated. We have seen so many things happening. All because the devil will find a way to tackle or attach that, that kind of attack, that, 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 the, the, the cord of unity or the fiber of unity that binds the people together. And he has been doing this. It's an old trick. And he has been doing it so when David was writing this, by then, David, you see, he started, he was a, a, um, from the tribe of Judah, and Saul was in charge of the other parts of the, um, the kingdom of Israel. So, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, since David was coming from Judah, the, 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 the people of Judah were the first to um, crown him a king. So, he was a king over Judah for seven years in Hebron. Before finally, the entire nation of Israel accepted him as the king. And one thing that David saw was that for them to be able to achieve 
for them to be able to overcome their people, for them to be able to sub subdue and suppress the people that are around them. There is a need for them to be one. And one of the early Psalms that he wrote, he dedicated it to unity, and he spoke about the importance of it in, in, in Psalm 133, where he was talking about the importance of it, and he talked about it, the preciousness, and how good it is when brethren come together, how good it is when families come together, how good it is when husband and wife come together, how good it is when the church come together and they have one purpose and they don't have any kind of groups and they, they don't come any, they don't have any kind of factions within, but they all are, have come together rallying around one purpose and one goal. When they have that, it is very important. So when he came, as a king, just a king that has been enthroned, he talked about it. He said, and he said, behold, it's something to behold, something to look at. How, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How good, behold how good, so there is goodness in it when families come together there is some kind of goodness in it. Praise God. When families make that plan, when they make that move, and how pleasant it is. So, he talk about it's good, it's precious. And if something is precious, we know. Amen. If something is good, if something is precious, we know. We talk about the early church. We talk about all that they were able to do for God. And we talk about the spirits that move around at the apostles. But people had not studied to know that the hope around which the spirit was moving was unity. Amen? It doesn't matter how anointed you are. It doesn't matter how prayerful you are. As a family, as a church, as business, if you are not together, the spirit of God cannot operate. We read the Acts of the Apostles and when, when, when we come across the wonderful miracles and all that we read, then we, we are so thrilled how God could move among them the way he moved among them. And in our days and in our time, we are not seeing the kind of, 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 of power that they demonstrated. One secret about the early church was unity. If you read the book of Acts, you read chapter 2, from, right from chapter 1, the Holy Ghost came upon them when they were united. He said that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the people were together and they prayed and the Spirit of God descended. Hallelujah. That 120 people, and, the, and, and you read the King James, he said, and they had one Heart and one mind. How can 120 people have one heart? Nowadays you have two people and they may, they may even have four hearts. Praise God. But he said that these people had one heart. They met together with one heart. And the Holy Ghost descended. 
It was not about how they clapped, how they stamped their feet, and how hoarse their voices became. It was about the oneness. Praise God. And that invited the presence of the Holy Ghost to that place. And it caused that move to happen. Take your time and read a book of us. You, 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 you will see some amazing kind of oneness. That unity that was there. To the extent that they were even eating together. And they, they will meet together in homes. And the Bible says that, and people saw it. And they continued daily to join the church. Amen? So unity is a factor for growth, expansion, increase in every venture. Hallelujah. And people joined them not because they were shouting. They joined them because they saw that oneness. And none of them had a need of his or her own. They were sharing together. They were eating together. And they, they haven't seen anything like that. So they started joining the church from every part. Hallelujah. If you're not careful, you may think, oh... But then the spirit was something. No. We are forgetting an ingredient. That was very important. Hallelujah. If you read Acts chapter 2, you see they were together in one place. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. They were together having everything in common. You meet this phrase there. And another phrase, they were eating together with gladness. And, and, and sincere hearts. Amen. And the results, you read Acts chapter 2, verse, 40, 40, um, verse 47. Can you read it for me, Joseph? Acts chapter 2, verse 40, 47. Uh huh. Are you reading 247? 247? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. They were eating together. They were doing everything together, praising God together. And they had favor with all the people. And the Lord kept on adding every day to the people, to the church. Amen? So, when people come together with one purpose, it attracts increase. People see you always with your wife and you are together. People see you as a corporate body and you are together. And they want to know. Praise God. And as a church, if we are together, definitely. We see growth. The Lord will keep on adding. And the Lord kept on adding to them. 
Amen. Praise God. So the early church had a secret because as you keep on reading, you come to a place where division started coming in. And when start, what, what, what brought that decision, the division? It was class, and we are the Greek speaking Jews, and you are the Hebrew Hebrews. And classes and groups. And that is why it became so important that even decades, because when the church started, they were in, in a decade. But the church was growing and God was adding together because the people were together. But when the visions come in and classes and groups and started, and that was when. And when you begin to read the book of Acts, from that time onwards, you will not see the results that you will read about right from the beginning of Acts chapter 1. From Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 5, you see some powerful growth. It was so awesome. But when division and classes and groups started getting in the church, that's when the problem started. And then you see this group, and you see this group, and it affected the growth of the church. So, David said, it's so pleasant, it's so wonderful, it's so good. Amen? You need to bring some anointing. And when you read the verse 2 of Psalm 139, Said 139, Psalm 133. He says something here. He said, It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard. The beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. So when we talk about anointing, it's not how long you speak in tongues. But it's how united you are. Amen. Because unity attracts unction. That was when 120 people gathered. And that day with one heart. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost descended. You read Acts chapter 4. And you come to a place where um, Peter and John were assaulted in the church for preaching the gospel, the Bible says when they came to their own, and when they started praying, the place that they have gathered started shaking. And God anointed them, and they preached the word of God with signs of wonders. So, there is power in unity, and unity attracts unction. The anointing of God falls when the choir is one and they stand to sing. But when you have in the choir the one leading does not really correspond spiritually with the one who is also backing. And for us to look at or for us to watch they will be standing here together, but in as a matter of fact, their hearts 
It's not one. The presence of God and the protection of God comes on the family. The anointing of God comes when the husband and the wife, they are so connected. We receive that anointing. It's an order. It's a way out. Because when they started to build the Tower of Babel, God made a proclamation and said that what these people have started with one heart and one mind, nothing can stop them. The only way out is let us go and confuse them so that there will be no agreement. Amen. So when you don't agree in the home and the man will go to a chair and fast for 40 days and come and still not talking to the wife, don't think you are anointed, my brother. You are still porous. And the devil can just come through the window and even come through your pocket. Praise God. And when we are one, when we are so connected, when we are so, when, when, when we are so connected to one another, that is when Our defense is so tight. That's when our defense is so tight. When you pray for five minutes, it's, it's enough to ward the devil off. But when you have divisions amongst us, it doesn't matter how long you pray. You are still porous. The enemy will come. Hallelujah. So he said that the unction of God is like oil. When people come together, when believers come together, when families come together, when church has one agenda, it's like an oil that is poured upon the head of Aaron that descend through the beard, come down even to the edge of his garment. And that is why Satan is always attacking unity. When you see that you are fine with people, he find a way to sow the seed of dissension, divisions amongst them. He attack corporate bodies, he attack churches, and he attack people. It's very important, and we need to make sure we have that focus. Hallelujah. We need to. Because the high priest has a vestige. That had an embroidery of all the names of the tribes of Israel. He put it on. And the oil comes and flows through. And that is what he was trying to, that kind of picture he was trying to paint for us. This is very important to agree with me. It is very important to agree with your wife. It is very important to agree with your husband. It's very important to agree with one another. Once you believe that this is what we have set our heart to do and you want to be part of it, then come with that spirit of agreement. Hallelujah. You need to bring fruitfulness. If you really want to see fruitfulness, be united. In your family, some families are not prospering because they don't agree on anything, not even about the kind of soup we should eat. They don't agree on anything. Yeah, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. 
Ah, I don't want this. Ah, I don't want this. Ah, I don't want this. And every time somebody doesn't want something. Hallelujah. If you really want to see fruitfulness, you see, sometimes it's always about the witches. I pray that one day one of the witches should be bold and say that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. There are some fundamental truths. They are principles. Place.